You ready to start recording? Are we doing sound tests? Yeah, sound tests. Let's okay. let's hear. Okay, you ready? Where where do you take somebody who's been involved in a peekaboo accident? The ICU. You ready? Ready for the next one? Let's hear it. What side of the turkey has the most feathers on it? All sides. The outside. <laughs> uh, there's a new cryptocurrency called Decibel. It's a sound investment. Nice. What happens when you get slapped by a frequency? I don't know. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 218 of This Week in MTG. We're all dying here of laughter. I just swallowed my beer in the wrong tube, though. Don't die, Garrett. We're all glad that you decided to join us. I'm Matt. We don't have Danny tonight, but in his chair, we have the one, the only, Amu. Yep. <laughs> I was about to say, a thumbs up is great in an audio medium. <laughs> yeah, they can really see everything. <laughs> that, uh, uh, we'll leave that voice for last, but that choking voice that you heard earlier, that was Garrett. He's here. Hey, what's up? And the voice that we're saving for last is, hold on. I think it's just Anthony. No, no, the 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 was so close. The was so close twice, twice, two exclamation points. Just Anthony. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll get into that. It's quick solve. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> We're gonna take a moment at the top of the episode to extend a heartfelt thank you to all of you dedicated listeners who decided to turn into this episode of this week in MTG. Uh, we're definitely grateful for the opportunity to bring you the latest updates, insights, and discussion in the world of magic. Here's to many more episodes of that. Furthermore, got to express a deep appreciation to the patrons of the podcast. Their generous monetary support directly contributes to the success and continued growth of the show. So big thank yous to Amu. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Amu. <laughs> Noah, Slade, Nikki, Nomad, Christian, Barra, Chimera. Speaking of Chimera, go check them up. Check them out in Thief River Falls, Minnesota. They're a good little LGS there. Uh, KCB, Ricky R, Chris O, Ranger Dan, Crazy Mage, and Whack P. If you're entertained by or are enjoying the content that we are producing, you don't have to be a Patreon to support us. Uh, going to the podcast app that you're using right now to rate and, re- rate and review us is good enough. Uh, but one of our favorite ways is word of mouth. Telling your family, your playgroup, your LGS rival is good enough for us. Now, we would be remiss if we didn't mention our LGS sponsor, J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, for supporting us. Let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. 
J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, with all that podcast business out of the way, let's move to this episode's breakdown, where you'll hear what's going to be talked about on this week's episode. Starting off, we're going to go to the Boggle Desk, where we have Salt and Sugar Reports and uh, Super Bowl Squares. I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> going to talk about DreamHack Denver that, that just happened this last weekend, uh, the RC down there. And then we're going to jump to the news, where we have a couple quickies of uh, news to come next week. So, you know, stick tuned for that. And then we'll play everyone's favorite game, the Counter Currency. And then from there, we'll end the episode and, and we'll be done. So, we ready? Yeah, we're ready. To the All right, desk? so uh, some sugar, uh, which will directly lead into the first bit of salt for Anthony. Um, played some spell table. I Because I had to run 12 miles on Sunday, I didn't have much time to play more than one and I wanted to play one. Okay. It's like, hey, hour and a half most. Yeah, hopefully. But then I got home. The wife wanted to do a few things. I decided to take a quick 10-minute shower to rinse off the pizza and flour from myself. But I, I got to test out my uh, toolbox deck. The Henzy toolbox? Yeah, the Henzy toolbox deck. Yeah. Okay. Actually, one works out really nice. Like No, it, it, it played really well. It played very well, and it was enjoyable. <clears throat> it was enjoyable to play against, actually. It wasn't like atrociously oppressive or anything it was just it was fun like yeah. it was a lot of fun the blitz mechanic was fun and i got a few things that i was able to like capitalize on like cool blitzing it out and then it doesn't have to die yeah so that was fun which Stanley is kind of hard to do in the colors it's in but it it worked really well and the yeah. best part is the one i used the most um was in the deck so inferno titan no I mean the the, mecha- oh, the, the mechanic the, to the give ability back the to return it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And what that was that? pretty cool. What was that? Was it like the typical scam mm. kind of cards or no? No, it was a uh, oh shit. What was the card name now? Like you could go reanimator for this in a sense with the blitz yep. stuff, but uh, it's one of the green staples from the deck. Where basically what it does is it allows yep. you at in a turn to uh, pull the card back to your hand, and, and then, then you get plus one plus one counters onto on the it. creature that it is. And it's a vigilance creature. It's a vigilance creature. It has a vigilance. Yeah. yeah. The, the Wait, creature... are you talking about vigor? No, no, no vigor. No. This so the creature itself. Carrot's gonna find in his deck list that he has on you know Moxfield. Probably faster. Yeah, than me. Be Just faster. Typing up scribe, <laughs> scribe ball. Keys. Anyways, the point is, it's a vigilance creature that has this ability at the end of turn, bounce it back, you know, and it gets plus one plus one counters equal to its converted mana cost. I think it is power to its power, but it's really cool. It's like I said, it's because my idea was like when I saw this was like oh blitz. He's like gonna have like some scam reanimate type things more you know and stuff and you know you have some of these things are like sundial of the infinite you know and i'm like that's really cool <laughs> and the verdict the card first responder yeah. uh so three three colorless and a green you get an ogre citizen that's a three three vigilance at the beginning of your end step you may return another creature you control to its owner's hand and then put a number of plus one plus one counters on it equal to that creature's power on first responder. That's not bad. No, it's, it's a pretty cool card. The fact that it, the fact that it's only a dollar 
And I feel like this could be a card that gets used a little bit more frequently. It's probably ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, the only the only problem is, like, it's that, the color is, like, kind of the drawback part because yeah. it's not a... It's not a centric flicker type ability or bounce ability <clears throat> that can capitalize. Like I said, it, for your colors of Jun, oh yeah, it works. It primo works stuff. But primo yeah, stuff. so uh, everyone uh, we were playing with, Barra, Barra, Chris, and myself, and Anthony, game. and everyone kind of just like I got targeted. It's everyone. not like yeah. I got left alone. Yeah, everybody was fair. Everyone, game. everyone else was making bigger threats of themselves. Uh, kind of later in the game, I was yeah. yes. So, but I was kind of just chilling, and then uh, I was on Queen Marchesa Mardu. Okay. Uh, Chris was on uh, Andrix and Nev. Nev, Nev the Nev. twins, the yep. twins, and then Barrow was doing his new uh, snow-based uh, Jorn deck, so Sultai. Ooh. So, and like he told us right away, he's like, it's very under budget, basic level. Like he literally his only extra lands that weren't. The snowlands that you could have in that deck for basics and the specialty ones was Thespian Stage and Dark Depths for a co- the combo because yeah. you're bringing it out of the ice. Yeah. And that was it. Okay. And we had, like I said, it was a great game overall. And winner. Garrett won. And I was very close to just taking the entire thing because I was sitting there hanging out and I, I tormented Hailfire really hard on everybody for like, was it X's 10? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, X is 10. So it was devastating. Perfect timing for that. And then I was not just sitting devastating there. devastating enough. Well, I, that, that's not where the devastation came in. It was when I got a, the random, like, one counterspell that you finally saw from Chris. <laughs> Little counterspell. And I was like, oh, Chris, did you have, like, more counterspells you had to this deck? Yeah, I did. But this was already in there. I'm like, I know. But I uh, <laughs> I played the, uh, oh, what is it called exactly? It's the black-white... Uh, return or uh, yeah, return Ravnica block uh, X spell that says like everyone loses X life times two and you gain that much life for each player. Oh, uh, debt to the debtless. Yep. Debt to the debtless. Yep. So I tapped out for that and I was just thinking I'm like, well, I didn't get countered the first time I did a cool thing. I was like, <clears throat> maybe not because I was gonna take out Garrett and Barra, and then counter spell and I'm just like, well, I'm gonna put my hand together here and just put it down because uh, this is over. <laughs> From Chris again? No, because so was Anthony and then it was. And was Chris. It that, oh, and then it, it was, was Chris. It's Chris's turn, and then it goes to Garrett. But the thing was, like, Garrett was in a stance of, I'm going to swing it. He can just kill everybody because he was overpowered because I'd already, you know, racked down the board really hard from that Torment of Hailfire. So that was the one I lost, which was really close. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, whatever. It happens. I'm, and that's okay. It was a really good game because we're all like, you know, it was right it was there. A in, slug match. It was a slug. Cool slug match. And then my extra salt is. Of twice, womp womp, is uh, <laughs> I played the next game, uh, and we played with uh, Chaos Goose, and he played Yarick. Uh, I was on my Welcome to Phyrexia, Welcome to New Phyrexia, so I was playing my Infect slash you know Phyrexian theme deck. Uh, Chris played his Urza deck, and Barrow was playing his uh, new uh, Will and Dustin Clue deck. Partner deck. Oh, the yeah. So uh, they're black, Stranger white. Things. Yeah, black, white, and blue, white. So Esper colored clue deck that okay. he built and got finished up, you know, uh, over the week. And uh, yeah, it was just a. Uh, it was madness. It was a lot of fun. Um, it got to a point where 
all three of us besides Goose realized that Goose was the problem because you know how Yark gets out of control. Yep. It was out of control. <laughs> As Garrett over here, the man who got mad at me because I had a torpor over my Tesserator deck. Who puts torpor over in their deck? You're the problem. That's why. I mean, torpor orb. It's pretty good. Okay, and it attack. It's, it's, it's good in all decks. I don't know why anyone. <laughs> it's not like ETB is a viable play strategy in Commander. No. So, not coming from so, a friend of ours that also plays Flicker Brago. So, fuck not up. even a close. <laughs> Horrible idea. Who <laughs> plays torpor orb? Yo, Doc. I get it, it's an artifact, but it doesn't mean it has to go in the deck. <laughs> so anyways. Collect um, yourself, Anthony. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, it was, like I said, it was a problem. Uh, Goose had a counterspell against him that was pretty hard. That It was upsetting for him, but I told him right away. I was like, listen, man, I don't have any pity for you because you decided on turn, turn four to take away my soul ring and my Phyrexian altar when other people had more viable... Targets. I was like, you could have taken one of them. That'd been understandable, but you kind of made it personal. So I don't really care what you think right now that you're gonna die. And he's like, well, yeah, that's fair, I guess. But I mean, we still can. I'm like, shh, shh, you're done, you're done. It's okay. So then, yeah, and then it got to a point where like I'm just holding out with my little infect deck, you know, just like sitting there, like I mean, proliferate here, do a little thing there, whatever. But it got to a point that Barra turned 68 clue tokens. Into four fours with Rise and Shine Overload. Ah, I love and it. Yes. Killed Goose and then proceeded to work his way through a propaganda with Chris on, you know, Mono Blue Urza and everything to like try to kill him, got him. And I literally, because I got to land a Vorinclex, the Monstrous Raider. Yep, Monstrous Raider. So I was sitting there like just able to proliferate, proliferate and get there. So like I got Baird eight poison, eight, eight poison. And then like, my turn comes around. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna proliferate with my uh, God, Viable Drake. Yep, thanks. One four flyer. Yep, yep. I'm really tired. Just to let everybody know. I got you, boo. I thanks. got you. So I did that. He responds back, you know, to like start drawing some cards, or whatever, or he do something to like try to stop it. And then I'm like, well, then I'm just going to proliferate with my Karn's Bastion. So I mean, like either way, if either this goes off and I get you for two this way or they both go off seriously, series-wise, and get you. So he drew his last 15 cards of his deck and pretty much like got to the point where he was going to mill himself if he didn't find an answer. He found the answer because he had a Videlkin Ori in play. <laughs> he found his Disciple of the Vault uh. and then started sacrificing his clue tokens. And I was like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> While also his mic cut out the end, too. So I was like, oh, my God. But two games, close, but a lot of fun. You know what, sir? Close only counts on a few things. Horseshoes, hand grenades, and nuclear warfare. It's true. Anyway. <laughs> That's all I got. So yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. Okay. So Go Bears, right? That's yes. what you say? Well, the no, downside I was cheering for I was cheering for the 49ers the because the last time the Chiefs played the 49ers and won the Super Bowl. Um, the world shut down two weeks later. Hold on, correct me if I'm wrong. The Chiefs, that's Taylor Swift's team, right? Yeah, the one that she owns. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she owns them all right. Yep. So um, so naturally, um, you know, the very popular thing to do Super Bowl Sunday is buy squares. Where for those of you who don't know how this works, you have a 10 by 10 grid and you put your name, you buy squares, you put your name on any random square, and then once the board like is... Peg, like a pegboard of... The board is completely full. 
then the numbers zero through nine get put on randomly. One side is for one team, one side's for the other. Uh, so, but always buy them, buy squares at my school because we end up using them. Like a little bit of the money goes into like something for the school. So you can buy more than just one square. Yep. So, but you so do you have a maximum. Like a maximum of how many squares you can Four. buy. Four per board. So there's multiple boards. We had two. Yeah, one for each team. No, like two boards. I don't know that I'm lost. Yeah, I'm trying to figure one, this out. One board yeah. has both teams on it. Yes. It's a 10 by 10 grid. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you, oh. So there's 100 squares. There's 100 squares. Yeah. Okay. I was missing I, that part. There's two boards, I thought, I thought so 200 squares. 10, 10 squares total no. is what was on no. each no. board. No, 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 no. 100. Okay. 100. It's a 10 by 10. There we go. 10 times 10 equals 100. We know how to do math. Yes. Geometry? It depends. Anyway. It's a rhombus. Uh, so, um, bought my squares and the numbers got revealed. And I looked through every single one of my squares and I had the shittiest fucking numbers imaginable. Like, Damn it, Tay Tay. What, what makes them shitty? Just none so, of them are 13. So, the way the, score, the way the score ends at the end of each quarter, so whatever's in the ones place, so it uses place value too. Wait, wait. So, it's a tens place value? You're. I can't squares? tell if you're fucking with no, me no, right I'm now. I'm trying to be serious on this. No, he one. really doesn't get it. I understand it now. Okay, keep talking. I'm going to look at the pictures. Pictures this No, here, here's how it works. The numbers, zero through nine, whatever number is in the ones place at the end of each quarter, okay? That's the number you're looking for, okay? So hypothetically, like it was in the first quarter, yeah. a zero to zero game. Yeah. You find the zero on the Chiefs side and a zero on the 49ers side. And you, and you hope spot. that when you get to that square that it says your name because then you win money. You win a prize. For, so it's all like put in a pool. Yeah. Of like whenever, so each square, metaphor, like a buck. Yep. You buy a buck, a square. Mm-hmm. And if it lands on that, how do they split up the pot? Percentage-wise, based based off of how many how much got put into the pot, but the way it worked well, out for mine was quarter one, quarter two, and quarter three were fifty bucks. Okay. The way that the guy who was in charge of the boards set out the email, it was quarter one, quarter two, quarter four. Normally, the way people do it is end of game. Okay. Because we had a situation where we went into overtime. Yes. Okay. My numbers were so goddamn shitty. One of them was nine and nine. So the nu- the number on the score in the ones place for each team had to be nine. It's not always very likely that that's going to happen. Well, it happened at the end of the fourth quarter before they went into overtime. So I screenshotted the email, sent it to the guy who did it, going, where the fuck's my money? <laughs> Where's my money at? The way this email is worded, I should have money coming to me. You said fourth quarter, not end of game. <laughs> and he texted me back. He's like, you know how the fuck boards work, man. You know how the fuck boards work. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Even looking at this thing here, I'm, I'm not sure. You don't, literally, you don't have to know shit about how it works. So I'm looking at this board. I yep. be like, I want 4-1. So here. that's the thing. The numbers don't get put in until the board is full. So, so that's why it's completely random. You can't just sit there and stake out going, I want I want zero and zero. Okay. So you, like before, So I could I could buy a smiley face on the board. Yep. And you could depending. still not win anything. Okay. Yeah. So 
yeah, that was just it was one of those weird things where I'm sitting and looking at my boards the whole game. But Come anyway, on. let's get into well, some. I think, I think we gotta like share the National Gamblers Hotline here because dude, I do <laughs> boards once a month or once a year. This this feels this feels very addictive. No, and we, and, and, and we all know since we're magic players, we hey, have an addictive hey, personality. No. No, I didn't gamble before I came here, okay? I didn't buy a pack with my trade-in stuff. What about those fancy borderless and old border cards? Oh, you... dude, that was fucking sick. <laughs> I, I won on that gamble today. It's a good gamble. Bought a, oh, I suppose there's there's some sugar. I bought a Ravnica Remasters collector's pack and pulled out two shock lands. Can't go wrong with that. Borderless, hollowed fountain, and retro... Overgrown. Overgrown tomb. Can't go wrong with that. Exactly. I got I got a pithing needle too, but it's a foil old border pithing needle. Listen, no regular pithing needles. Oh, is it regular? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh no, you can always use a pithing needle. Yeah, I could use it in commander. It's a good one. Good actually. <laughs> Fucking degenerates. All right, let's talk about some dream hack now. This was a modern event, so you know what? We already know how the decks kind of work. We know what's going on, and we know what a lot of these decks are going to be doing. So, here is how after. At the end of day two, Swiss rounds went. Devin Sh- Straub played his Golgari Yogmoth deck, which, looking at it, I really don't see anything. From my understanding of it, Agatha's Soul Call. That, that that's Cauldron kinda... would be the newest card. Yeah, it's the play around piece. Yeah, it's it's a. This is okay. So. Soul Cauldron has been kind of an in and out for Yogmoth decks over the past few months because it's like, you know, is it good? Is it bad for the deck? Because yeah. there's so much back and forth with how it works. So it's not new, but it's new to this deck yeah. for this tournament. Um, and then number two, Mark Endris. Oh. Playing his Domain Rhinos deck. Before you go to that, sideboard stuff. Uh, for first lands. Oh, uh, yeah. surveillance. surveillance. Yeah, surveillance are big. Uh, but sideboard, pick your poison, common sorcery that came out of mergers. Hey, I played that in my uh, yeah. draft deck. One one you green mana for you get to choose one. Each opponent either sacrifices an artifact, sacrifices an enchantment, or. Oh my god, why did this go away on me all of a sudden? Each opponent sacrifices, sacrifices a creature with flying. Thank you. Oh, say, it came back out with the very Say, end. fuck okay. you, Murktide. Yep. And then, Word. I'd say the new one of the newest tech About is it. like Legion's End seems to be like a new piece that's been popping yes, up for the past few months. That's been coming because Rhinos. Yes, since Rhinos has been picking up more due to the bannings, this has been a thing where stuff that has the ability to wipe mass wipe tokens easily definitely has come back. So yeah. even if you don't like pick anything else from their from their library, <laughs> yeah, uh, but you can hit R- Regavans. Yeah, from the whole library yeah. and stuff there, which that is true. can be important, and it also takes out Orcish Bowmasters from everyone's deck. So, all right, we really, but this next one though, yep, Domain Rhinos. So this New is thing. this is an interesting deck. It is, you know, it works a lot on the uh, God fucking mechanic. Why am I blanking? Domain Cascade. There you go. Cascade. Cascade and Domain. Yep. I knew the domain because it's right in the name, but I'm trying yeah. to figure out Cascade going, what the fuck? Cascade. Um, so this deck is honestly pretty interesting. So it's, I mean, there we go. Uh, four Shardless Agents, four Scott, uh, Scion of Draco, uh, four, three Subtleties, 
three fire nices, four out, violent outbursts, four crashing footfalls, four force of negations, four Lauren revealed, and then new tech coming in. The enchantments. Ley line of the guild pack. Yeah, the, the, for those of you asking, why is Scion of Draco in here? Because this. Yeah, that. Once again, exactly. new card from Murders. Leyline really Binding. Um, and then uh, lands, it's making sure it covers all the land bases, so that way it's working on the domain bit. It and has then, two surveil lands of Thundering Falls and Hedge Mage, which yeah. are the Simic and it ones. Yep. And Remember, then, the surveil ones have land types, so they can be fetched. Uh-huh. And that's, what, that's the important part here. <laughs> I think people online have definitely agreed. These for are fucking great. Constructive for constructed. I mean, all formats and stuff, but <clears throat> primarily for constructed. It's like, oh, cool. We can surveil on turn well, one to just, help. It helps mold your hand. It's like if you I have mean, a fetch. You're already playing triomes or tricycle lands. Like, what is the difference if you have a, another type of land that comes to play tap with an upside? Either you have triple colors, or you could have this where you get to surveil, which also puts stuff in your graveyard, which you can utilize. Top tech manipulation. Yeah. yeah. Just like, oh, I needed to get another land. Boop. What's more powerful? Like, it's like if you're tapping out for like a wood elves anyway, you might as well get something for it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and then sideboard, uh, finishing off that play set of subtleties. Uh, two tide binders, uh, two man- magistrates, three force of vigors, four mystical disputes, two dismembers, and one besaju who endures all. Yeah, I was going to say the draft magistrates, the newest thing to the sideboard right now. Yep. Uh, which. It's fine. And then Jacob Koshk, Koshank, Shake. There we go. Jeez. Uh, playing four color Omnath. Uh, looking over the list. Standard. Yeah. Nothing too different. I'd say the one thing, you know, the cursed totems are in the side. Which is picking up Yagmoth. Yep. Um, exactly. The, the other thing I was going to mention, though, is. Uh, They've been kind of off and on leaning to reprieve the white version kind of of remand. Yeah. It's uh, it, the one that doesn't counter. It, yeah, it, there's that, but it's also an option for if you need a pitch for sol- for solitude, it's right there. Yep. So, I mean, like, it's because they're down to literally they're, they're, they're much pulled back into a control deck versus a uh, mid-rangey, like, creature deck that used to be. You kind of really lean hard into this concept more of just being like pivotal moment stuff. So, um, but then fourth place is, um, well, th- these are seeds, not place. Sorry, like, seeds it, going into the Swisses. Thank you. Um, is Aiden Lamsom. He was playing a living end deck, which again, looking at this one. It's very stock. Yeah. Like they don't even have the, uh, the, the, uh, the surveil lands. I was yeah. going to say, I'm surprised they don't have any surveil lands in there. Well, I think uh, I was listening to another podcast that was talking about like the surveil lands. And since, you know, it's like these are big, this this is an RC, you know, you, you want yeah. to do good in these. And it's not a place necessarily for testing of stuff. And like mana bases is, is one of the most finicky things in a lot of uh, modern decks. So the ability. The, the, the chance to go out and putting a new type of land that could pr- potentially bring you down a few percentage points means a lot to a lot of these people playing oh, in the RC. Definitely. So probably that's why we're not seeing the oh the easy include of some of these uh, surveil lands or just new yeah. cards from 
uh, Murders of Karlov Manor because there's a lot of gas from Murders of Karlov Manor yeah. that we'll probably see more of not only in like Moto Challenges but in like yeah, RCQs. Yeah, a lot going forward. Or just other events. I, I, yeah. Well, this RCQ season is standard leading to the RCF Pioneer so we're not going to see a lot of... Well, you'll see a lot of uh, Murders in Standard though. Oh yeah, Murders in Standard for <laughs> sure. But, uh, like, but yeah, modern-wise. It's, modern-wise, no, not so much. You'll see more of the Moto stuff but... But before we get into how the finals worked out on this one, let's jump down to the archetype breakdown, which is weirdly done up. It seems like everything's doubled. Uh, yeah, just reading the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Just go with the numbers. Don't go with the doubles. Yep. So uh, the number one rank for archetype, this doesn't seem right. What? I got to pull up here. You just hit the number of, like, number that's, of decks. Yeah, percent. that's where I was like, that doesn't seem right. So here we go. The most played archetype is Team Rhinos. The second most played is Golgari Yogmoth. And the third most played is Amulet Titan. And then fourth is Rakdos Scam. And fifth is Living End. I think I got a note here that this was like a 1,200 person RC. Well, just, look at, the, just looking at the... 13, uh, 1,331 yeah. people total. Wow. I was about to say, so it's, it's a bigger amount. event because the top two deck archetypes, 263 for Team of Rhinos and 155 for Yawgmoth. So, I mean... There's some big numbers. Yeah. So Lots of players. But the way the finals turned out... So, the two players are uh, Aiden... Lamsung, which we already talked about his deck being a living end. And then uh, Nim. Nigayan. Uh, Nigayan. We sure on that one? Because I'm not, not sure. We're going I'm with it. Yes, and stabbing in the dark. Uh, playing some Teamer Rhinos. Uh, this turned out to be a split match. So it went all three rounds with Teamer Rhinos coming out on top. So that was fun to see. Any of you guys catch any of the Dream Hack uh, coverage this weekend? Other than tweet updates, no, I didn't. Oh, I watched a little bit. I was watching. Uh, there was a Merc Tide mirror match that was pretty intense and stuff there. I I honestly should have thought of it, but probably by the time I was running, I uh, they weren't playing yet. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to church, which honestly would have church. been the time to quickly put a headphone in. Yeah. <laughs> In in the time of our Lord, Merktide and Leyline of the Guild Pack, let us praise be to Niv Mizzet. Right. Um, but yeah, so that covers Dream Hack Denver, or at least, you know, the cliff notes of it. If you want to look at more, please go go look at all the notes yeah, and all stats. the decks that were played and all that. Stats numbers are great. But yes. some event results, uh, standard showdown. Um you put this in the wrong spot. I, I, I realize that, yeah. Okay, so we're moving to upcoming events now. <laughs> Dick. I did not mean to. <laughs> All right, or so we're just I? we're tossing up this reminder that WPN stores around the globe will be hosting standard showdown events now through April 11th. These will be weekly events set up by the L- WPN LGS that focuses on playing standard format some special Year of the Dragon promos as prizes for those who do well and participate. Those promos, uh, for those of you watching the live stream, uh, are up on the screen. So, But those of you listening here, let me describe what the cards are. Dragonlord's Servant. It is one and a red. You get a Goblin Shaman that says, Dragon spells you cast cost one less to cast. It's a 1-3. Still in bolt range, but out of shock range. That's right. And then... 
Sarkon, the unbroken, two colorless Antimer, so blue, green, and red. You get a legendary Planeswalker Sarkin with four loyalty counters that has plus one draw a card, then add one mana of any color. Neg two, create a 4-4 red dragon creature with flying. Neg eight, search your library for any number of dragon card creature cards and then put them into the battlefield. Shuffle your deck. That last line is a little you, hard to read. You got some good vision there. Glasses, yeah. corrective lenses. <laughs> Lift them up. Let's see how well you do. <laughs> Dude, I can't even fucking read the name of the cards. Oh, wow. What's that blob over there? What's that one? It's, it's a like... planes jackass. I can I could tell that much. I could see the colors. I just colors. can't read the words. All right. So, uh, of course, we have to mention our lovely LGS Jade Ubs Sports Cards and Gaming as one of the places you can do your standard showdowns. Luckily, we are in fact super lucky here in Fargo. We get uh, we get multiple LGSs to come play. So, yeah. um, like we said, we have we sh- naturally we have to talk about our sponsors. Yep. Um, we do have Paradox Card Sport or not Sports Cards and Gaming. <laughs> That's Paradox Park. Sports Cards and Gamings now. No, uh, Paradox uh, Comics, and Comics and Games. Comics, Comics and, and cards. cards. There we go. <laughs> Um, You'll get there eventually. Do you know if I thought uh, I was tired? You know if Dave is uh, doing doing standard at uh, Ultima Gaming in Detroit Lakes. I haven't heard anything concerning it. I know that they're a bigger commander community down there. Yeah, and I don't know, like his uh, like pioneer standard and stuff that he participates in. So, but then I th- we do have uh, little big wars here in town, but I I don't think they're LPN. WPN. WPN. What did I say? LPN? You said LPN. Were they nurses now? <laughs> yep. Licensed practitioners? We're yep. all tired tonight, I guess. Yeah. I'm just no, not paying, I don't think I'm they not are paying attention to my acronyms. I don't think they are because they're very, uh, for magic, very limited pool stuff only. Oh, yeah. And, of course, they're miniature base more, so. But still. But yeah, I mean, so a good place to play, too, though. Find your LGSs. Uh, run around a little bit. Find your closest one. Go play. Ooh, I do uh, want to say, I heard of... You listen to Humans of Magic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, have you listened to Humans of Magic? Not yet. Okay. They dropped another podcast right now. New episode that just dropped. Uh, I just want to like plug this in. Uh, The the new episode is with the guy that created a a website called Foil Bug. And I actually got it pulled up here because I was looking at it and I'm like, oh, this is neat. So it's it's like an LGS guide to uh, like an area that you go to and it also works with spice rack.gg which tracks uh events in whatever area code that you put in uh, in a, like a 25 mile radius so you can like correspond it's like oh this lgs is having this event this friday night kind of a thing and so it corresponds with it it's it, the best way to describe it, it's, it looks like yelp for magic lgs's and stuff there you go and it talks about like things nearby that you can do and foil bug also has merch it's just a new endeavor it's uh i haven't fully finished the episode i got halfway through but i'm like this is fucking genius for people that want to go competitively play magic like grind rcqs and stuff so you know uh for your standard showdown go check out uh foil bug not sponsored but really fucking cool idea and concept hell yeah uh, well, the next upcoming event we have is in a week and a half now. MagicCon Chicago. Uh, we've talked a lot about those. So if you've got your badges, congratulations. If you're still on the fence, yeah, get your badge. Have some fun. 
I think uh, they just announced last week that they only have like weekend kid passes and single day premium passes yep. available. Everything else is sold out. Oh my god, that's fucking crazy. For, Sorry, random side note. That first game store they're showing off there, Game Storia in yeah. Astorina, New York. Yeah, Astoria, New York. Um, Astoria. Th- so I met a guy at Paradox. And was talking to him and stuff, and like he was really good friends back in the day with a guy that used to do coverage. Okay, like we're talking like old school coverage, yeah, like stuff, late nineties, like, early two thousands. Going so back to knew... the Scryfall Inquest days, not Scryfall, uh, Scry Magazine and Inquest. Yes, days. and uh, he showed me a picture of his. I don't remember if he said his his friend's son or daughter, but they have a picture of them with their wedding stuff in front of that store. Oh. Small fucking Because I kept staring at this the whole time. I'm like, that looks so familiar. <laughs> oh, my God. That's cool, though. I'm just... I'm, this is weird. Foilbug. Like that. Uh, foilbug.com. Yeah. Go check them out. Not sponsored. All right. But uh, like I said, uh, MagicCon Chicago, Matt brought up that there's really not many passes left. So like we said, those of you who have your passes, congratulations. Enjoy the Enjoy the weekend. Yeah, get some cool stuff. Yeah, uh, but we're at the news, so get the to news? it. The news, the news, the news. So I guess uh, starting off with here, uh, so pre-release was this last weekend, not this last weekend, the weekend before, two weekends ago. Yep, two yeah, two, two weekends before. Ago. Um, I think we just like lightly touched on it last week, Garrett and I, but the Ravnica puzzle mystery. It can uh, you can start with the pre-release go on from that's still going on. Uh, it ends this Wednesday, and it's when it gets fully solved because you know Magic players are solving it. If you've been on Reddit, like following some of the stuff there of like people like chatting with each other how to like solve this puzzle, or if we go into the uh, official Magic Discord, they have a tab uh, oh. for that as well where you can talk about the uh, the mystery for this, and it's really cool just seeing everybody like interact and talk and stuff. But again, uh, after that, there's going to be a story drop of a new new chapter of what goes on after Murders of Karlov Manor, mm. which, uh, you know, dun, dun, dun. speculate what you may. And if hey, if anybody who's been listening to us has been doing the uh, the files, the uh, the mystery solving here, jump in the Discord. Let us know. Because, uh, yeah, the start off is you need the pre-release kit to get, like, the answer to the first question. And I did not play pre-release. So you guys, you can like jump in there cause, and give it a shot. Because it's like the uh, intriguing interrogation. Uh, it says, crime scene. The evidence you need to solve this puzzle can be found within the murders of Karlov Manor pre-release packs. You're going to need to gather some information. You've got some questions to ask. And then you type in your answer, hit submit, and then you'll allow you to go to the next so, one. So like, what was supposed to be the thing I'm in, in my pre-release kit that I found? You're supposed to be the sleuth to figure that out? From a lot of the pictures of people sharing online, it's like the, the the handout or the like the description, you know, that little paper that comes with it of like, oh, this is pre-release. And the stuff. thing that I threw away. <laughs> you are a wow. bad detective. Listen, I wasn't there to be a detective. I was there to smash face. Did you do that? Yeah, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> I went two and one at the pre-release, and then huh. when I played with Ben two for two, two and, and one, giant, huh? we went, we've swept it. Oh, so you're saying Ben carried the team? Uh. No, it was a shared. I, that's what I hear is Ben carrying the team. You didn't hear nothing. That's what I heard. You heard nothing. I heard You plenty. didn't talk to him about that at all. 
Uh, he didn't have to tell me. I heard it from across the ways. You see this guy? You see this guy all the time? Never changes. Yeah. How, I'm sorry. How many of us went undefeated on our own? <laughs> you didn't go undefeated. Did I lose a match? You had a draw. Did I lose? <laughs> Doesn't matter. That's not Did a win. Did I lose? Still I didn't only two say, wins. I did not say I won every match. I said undefeated. He did say undefeated. Still a draw. That's not defeat. In my eyes, it's defeat. We don't draw. We win. That's, well, my record still stands better than yours. (laughs) Don't care. (laughs) Still the same amount of wins as me. Don't matter. But I don't have as many losses as you, sir. And funny, we still got the same prize amount. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I felt better at the end of the day. I Hey, I'm just glad you posted your deck because I was really wondering what you had in there that forced you to go into the colors you did, and now I know why. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. My my rares kind of just made, like I said, made my decision. Yeah, you, uh, check out the Discord and see you posted that in the limited tab or the deck No, I, uh, tab? I put it in the, uh, the, uh, the deck chat? building. Okay. Oh, deck, deck building. Because technically I built the deck, so yep. hey, there we go. I mean, you want to read this next one? For the weekly MTG stream, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Which I'll be reading in the third person because of the way this is phrased. Here is some news that this week in MTG will be covering next week, definitely. You can come back next week. I don't know if I'm going to have next week off. (laughs) (laughs) A tweet from the official Magic Twitter account saying, quote, Tomorrow on Weekly MTG, that would be Tuesday the 13th, Weekly MTG will be chatting about the product, will be chatting with the product architects Mac and Max and Zakiel about what we learned from MTG Aftermath Epilogue Boosters. Check out and learn more about the upcoming Beyond Boosters and the Outlaws of Thunder Junction at 10 a.m. Specific, Specifically Pacific Time. Yes. <laughs> On twitch.tv forward slash magic. I feel like I should be really like concerned that anytime I talk about Pacific time, I say specifically Pacific time. Do you do it now like in school? I do it everywhere. Luckily, it doesn't come up as much everywhere else as it does here. Wonderful. So uh, I bring this tweet up because, you know, maybe we could take like a stab in the dark of what their, what their comments are going to be on the epilogue boosters and stuff and how that's going to correspond to their discussion of beyond boosters so first off should we go around the table and talk about our thoughts on the aftermath epilogue boosters oh this is my thoughts slash what they're gonna say we done fucked up (laughs) we're sorry (laughs) clip the tweet we won't do anything about it like that again but let's talk about this new product that has nothing to do with epilogue packs beyond packs Give you a little bit beyond the play boosters. Just a little bit. Because we're going to limit the cards that are in there. And that's it. That's all they're going to say. Okay, locked in. And then you're going to have tweets going, so it's a fucking epilogue booster pack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just enjoying some of the tweets people are putting on there. Oh, I have not seen. Because when I, uh, it was pretty fresh when I clicked it up there. This but yeah, I th- I think they're gonna acknowledge that the epilogue sets was the epilogue set 
was not as good of an idea as they thought it would be. Top response. I hope it uh, was don't change full price for five card boosters. Charge. Don't, don't charge that full oh, price. Don't charge. Ugh. Yeah. I, yeah. I, good, good concept of, uh, you know, storytelling pieces and adding stuff in. Maybe should redesign the packs a bit and lower price. Smidge. And also, like, just mayhaps don't have have a similar name to thing that just recently came yeah, out. Yeah, that too. Yeah, then maybe we'll avoid having uh, fake, people people fake. opening. Oh, I opened the wrong thing. Yeah, <laughs> open the wrong thing on stream, and then all of a sudden you get uh, the Pinkertons coming knocking on your door. Uh, yeah. With the uh, yeah, so with the epilogue boosters, I don't know. They're definitely going to be like, yeah, this is what we learned. We're going to keep. We're going to try and build from that. They're definitely going to say that they're going to do better with their epilogue boosters. They're not going to be called epilogue boosters. They're going to be called something different. It's going to be like insert epilogue booster 2.0 name title here kind of a thing. And uh, with the beyond boosters, I think that's going to be exciting because when I hear of beyond boosters, I think it's just going to be universe beyond specific boosters of a, a way for them to get universe beyond cards in either like the magic form in a direct booster? I doubt yeah. it. I don't know if they mentioned anything about a Beyond Booster before. I think they had something. Only in passing did they comment on something about a Beyond Booster a while ago, if I recall correctly. But yeah, I think it has maybe something to do with like Universes Beyond on that one. Yeah. So. Uh, Casey is saying in the chat, you all just don't know good business. They save money when they print only five cards, not 12. Yeah, and they definitely, yeah. I, I mean, I if get you what me, you're saying. If you give me good five good cards, yeah. I'm not saying you have the best cards ever made, but it'd be nice to have just five good cards. I, would, I don't know. I would argue some of those cards, a lot of those cards that were printed in Aftermath are very interesting cards uh, that maybe just kind of got put to the wayside I, a little I, too soon I'll on everyone's radar. I bought one of those boxes, not a collector box, but regular. I'm going to take a guess, and it was a poo-poo experience. It wasn't terrible. It just some of the like, I don't know. They're supposed to be like you know pretty well set up with like a decent like not payout. I would say of like rares and mythics so much, but like the uncommons and common stuff. And I just saw a lot of really crappy like redubbed commons and commons I kept getting over and over. And I'm like, come on, man, this is like lower. Just like standardize like a set number that you're just gonna get this, this, and this. Or give me like a place of each one, just call it good. I think I think one thing that they're going to say that they learned is if we're going to do uh, a set drop like Aftermath Epilogue Boosters, they're going to put more cards in there. Because if I'm not mistaken, it only had like 53 cards yeah. in the whole set yeah. and stuff. So yeah. it's like your chances of getting repeat cards very high, as everyone found out pretty early on. Yeah. So they'll probably be like, maybe we'll do more than 53 cards. <laughs> Like just do just take what they did back in the day for like the small sets of Lorowin and Eventide. Like those are great number sets. They're like a hundred and some cards. That was it. It wasn't two hundred some cards or three hundred some cards. It yeah, was, but they had to split it between four sets, and that was during. Their I know, block. but that I'm saying though, like take that design though, where you have you know instead of fifty three cards, you have like a hundred and twenty five cards. Mark Rosewater on his blogatog within the past few weeks, someone questioned about uh, the return of the block format. Yeah, block structure for for sets. Bring it back and stuff. Do it. And uh, 
I don't know if I'll be able to find it right away, so I'm just going to paraphrase what I remember off the top yeah. of my head. But something along the lines of uh, he made uh, Mark Ro- uh, Mark Rosewater responded and ending it with what do people think about block sets returning question mark and leaving it up to the people on Tumblr to to reply and stuff. So. Simple. Bring it back. You could bring it back into a two block and that, or two two set block and that'd be fine. I mean, we kind of had it with like. Uh, Innistrad, Midnight Hunt, and Crimson Vow. That felt kind of okay. Like yeah. two, that. That was kind of like a two set, two two block set, quote unquote. Yeah, it's thing there. Yeah, yeah, it kind of was. That was their whole thing. And then the problem was that was a very lame, like story arc piece, and you had some cool cards and whatever. I don't know. It was. I feel like that was not the time we should have done like. Uh, two sets back to back type of thing versus like you know we had Ravnica which had three sets back to back for a storytelling for the third time and it was like hey look this is what it is it's a black format again <laughs> but we're not calling it a black format but then we're gonna try out this two block two two set thing to tell a story and blah blah and then after that's one 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 all the way around for a bunch and it's like okay okay so where was the the breakup of like double dipping kind of to keep telling the story. I don't know. Like I said, I personally, like, I know a lot of people hate the idea of, like, two-set block formats, but that actually almost worked better than doing, like, single sets and then... Well, you can look at Keldheim for single set as kind of a fail story-wise. Yeah, it just didn't have, enough, it didn't have enough space to develop. Well, they pack so much in is the thing. Is like, and, and you miss everything. And you miss things because of that. Yes. You know, and that's the same thing. Like, it could have happened for Neon Dynasty, luckily... They learned from a mistake, yeah, and, and they packed in the right stuff. But still, on. you you still look back though, and like you know how much more you could have un- and like unveiled in that entire story though too, or cards in general you could develop onto. So like I said, like the two is good. Three, I'll, I'll be honest, because of the speed of production that they're trying to push for so bad, I think two is the right number. Like if you want to go back to like we have literally four sets in a, uh, an entire year, like major sets, and you had one extra set of other stuff. Th- triple set blocks? I don't care. Go for it then. But if you're trying to push all this stuff on us, just go back to two sets, to a block. Like, it tells a story. It gets everything you need. It slows down the kind of what I would say is the, you know, buyer's drag or whatever it is, where you're you feeling like a little little empty on the on the cash flow. You know, you're getting squeezed too hard by Papa Hasbro. Yeah, because we got all these powerful sets coming out all the time. They're really cool stuff in them. It's like, well, I got to buy this. Well, I got to buy this. Well, I got to buy this. And then you get the point of, I need to pull out a mortgage on my house. <laughs> I'm having problems here. Second mortgage, man. I don't know. That's what it is. So epilogue boosters. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. They sucked. Cool cards. Some cool cards, but needed better design. I almost wonder if, like, with the set size of Aftermath being that small but still being distributed, even though they, like, ratcheted down the pack size, I almost wonder if that was, like, still too much. Like, because I know a YouTube video, a YouTube channel I watch named Kodok, uh goes over like a bunch of stuff about card game design because that's what he spent the majority of his time looking at. And like he did a video about, you know, how should one 
size their packs for their game. And it's not really like a, you know, straight answer. Like you should have 12 cards in your packs. Right. It's more of a thing that you need to do it to the size of your packs. Like how he had like a formula. I don't have it off the top of my head right now, but like it more or less like showed like he did it with the, you know, with Zendikar rising and it worked just fine that like 15 cards would accommodate the size of how many unique cards they have. And then he went on to Yu-Gi-Oh, which had a 100 unique cards, which should have returned an ideal of five cards per pack. However, they have nine card packs. Okay. So the result of that is, and because of course they're all commons. So by the time you're done opening up a box, you know, a box of set, you know, a box of them, you end up with about a play set of all the commons, which means that if you go into the, another box for, you know, more rares, you have basically a big grip of cards that are effectively useless for you. Does Yu-Gi-Oh have a limited format? No. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Like, compare... They, they tried thrice. Oh, Jesus. That's not good for them. They tried three times and it didn't work out. Although it's like... That's mostly because, like, those were also, like, product, you know, made for it. Like, you know, because normal Yu-Gi-Oh stuff has rarities cranked up to... You know, strange levels. They yeah, have super mythic rares. Yes. Well, there's there's that. There's like their different foiling process they went through. Then they also have like mechanic level. Like from when I quit to now, like it's like I'm in the Stone Age when I quit, and now it's like we're at the we're passed into the future of like Cybertronics and everything going on for everybody. It's like crazy weird. Like. Crazy weird. We're talking like majority of their decks are either OTKs or FTKs <laughs> combos. Okay. So pack number wise for that small of a set, Yu-Gi-Oh suffered. Yes. But the thing is, it's just like you can't just put the five card packs on like, you know, at Target because then people go like, well, why does this pack cost as much as, you know, the packs for Magic, which would be thrice the size you know, it's it's a strange, you know, juggling act because, uh, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh has a much more casual audience that plays the game casually. I imagine that, uh, I don't know, Wizards is definitely one to be pushing the envelope and the epilogue, push, uh, the epilogue boosters was them pushing the envelope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we're going to see tomorrow and talk next week on the episode how that turned out, we'll how see. they believe it turned out. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> We will see. Uh, last last comment here from Casey. Uh, it would be two sets of mechanics as well, not just one. Yeah, break it up. Yeah, like I would have had, like as somebody who played like Bright Palm, it would be nice if there were more backup cards, but you don't know when backup cards are going to return. Oh yeah. yeah, backups Never. is hard. Backups or is or hard even again. like with Raynar with Fortel cards, you know. I do love Fortel. Have we gotten too. more Fortel cards in the colors? Not no. in blue white, but blue red has foretell because there's the foretell stuff in the Doctor Who. Is it suspend? Uh, not foretell. Which one had the foretell in it? Well, there's, there's a, there's a commander set that just came out. None of the Doctor Who ones did. The they green... had suspend. No, there's one 
go go into the next bit here, and I'll find the the foretell thing. All right, there's nothing a nothing burger of news bit for you, according to MB, MSN.com. Hasbro is expected to report the 2023 quarter four fiscal results on February 13th. Before the opening bell. And that's about it. So uh, be prepared for that. Uh, we'll probably talk about it more next week. Um, but, you know, when we talk about the finances, we got to go into what the current stocks are looking like. Yeah. $51.29 currently for a Hasbro stock. Oot. So uh, quickly pulled up here. Fortel did pop up in Doctor Who sets. The uh, There's the Frost Lair lure fish the foretold soldier impending flux and surge of brilliance i don't know what deck those came in but then there was the one uh D D yep. edgen ludic lair lair larcenus lutist larcenus lutus larcenus lutus edgen edgen so that's it with the the foretell stuff there but so hasbro stocks there guys yes sir yeah Anthony playing today? Yeah, it's my turn. Oh, what a great segue from Hasbro stocks to conjured currencies. Right? All Ooh. right, ladies and gentlemen, while I am quickly scooting my computer over to the other side so Anthony can't see my screen. That's right. I just have my screen, which shows me just the first one. That's all I get. That's all you're going to get. I know. That's all I so, got. Our weekly winner's game is brought to you by the lovely service of MTG Stocks and their weekly winner's article. Now, this article goes over three to four cards moving up in price and three to four cards moving down in price for those cheap pickups. But we're worried about the weekly winners here. Yeah. And so we've created a fun little game, and this is because it happened when uh, Matt became a new dad again. Yeah. Or are we doing a history check here? Or we're we doing a history a, check. Are we doing yeah. a game? We're doing both. Little, little We're bit doing of both, sir. Yeah. Uh, because Matt stopped reading the article, so he didn't know why the cards were moving up and down. He kind of like got busy. Right, I, so we started making I a... Still we, don't. Stupid <laughs> fucking Yagma <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Knew that answer. Prater. Yeah, yeah okay. talk to your fucking self Fucking goblins. Rug, this week... Rug pulled out from This week in Salty Matt Reports. <laughs> Salty Currency... Yogmoth pops up again. We're going to have some problems. Well, wouldn't you know it? The number one card coming up is Yogmoth. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, really? just mess- no, okay. it's not. <laughs> no. Uh, so the game, the way this works is I will read the information on the card. I will t- yep. say what set it's from, what pricing information is relevant, what legal sets it's legal in, or it's a legality check. We'll do a legality check. Yeah. Oathbreaker. And then is it available in Oathbreaker? <laughs> it's always available in Oathbreaker. Yes, yes, no mod. It's probably available in Oathbreaker. Uh, <laughs> um, but then the way that the point system works is every card you can get up to one point. Full, yeah, one full one point. full point. Okay, you can get a full Monty. Only one has come close. It was yours truly. Well, <laughs> yeah. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um. <laughs> So the first, you have to get the yeah, first half. How do, how do I get the points? You got to get the first half to even have a chance at the second half. Well, what's okay? the first half, Garrett? I'm glad you asked, Anthony, because you're up next. You're playing I, the game. Yeah, I need to know. You need to tell me what uh, what format okay. is causing the card to go. So that, that, okay? that's a half point. That's a half point. 
Now you get the format right. Well, okay, the format is making it go up, but what what deck is it making it go up? You got to tell me what deck. Yeah. Now if it's in a sixty card, you know. Yeah, constructed. Constructed. Thing. I gotta tell you, a deck. You got trying you, to get something close. You right? gotta. You gotta get like the archetype at least. Okay. Well, like, what about commander? That has oh, like a lot of stuff. Oh, commander, easy. You oh, gotta yeah? tell me the commander that okay. is making like the command. <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't full. <laughs> you gotta tell me the commander that is causing the card to go up. Okay. Obviously, you tell me the commander, you'll have an idea of what the archetype is because you know what the commander does. Hopefully. Yep. Yep. Okay. So. Okay. Let's jump into this, Anthony. Are you ready? I got, I got this right here. You got that right the there. Okay. Just well, the you can read the card, but I'm gonna, I'm reading serenade it right now. you with my sultry baritone voice. Oh boy! Hold on, let's crank up the ASMR. Are you ready for me? Yeah. Oh there we go. my god! I gotta talk a little quieter. All right. You little sexy. Yeah. Number one on the weekly winners game. Can you turn me down now, please? Sorry. That is looking way too <laughs> Thank you. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we start, we need a point recap right now. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Anthony. Jeez. Thank you. Matt's got to give us that point recap. Thank you, sir. Uh, Matt, can you give us a live leaderboard update? Li- live leaderboard. Before we start the game, we currently have four weeks under our belt. Uh, the, the, running, the running leader is me with 2.6 points. And two weeks of playing. And two weeks of playing. We have Anthony at 1.5 points. Yep. And Only one week of playing. This is yeah. his second. Yeah, this is his this second, second week one, now, right? so he's going to get out on the board for two weeks. Yep. And then we have Garrett sitting at 2.5. After one week. That's After only one week. week, too. That's so only one week. Point one away from the number one spot, but I still have a week to get. Yeah, you, the same you still point. have an extra week, technically. Yeah. You do? Uh-oh. I could really just fuck up the next time. You could. But you're not Matt, though. And probably still get ahead of Matt. <laughs> All right, number one card, Seismic Assault, sitting at $9.99, went up 407% uh, as of Friday. Now, the article comes out Friday, we record on Monday. So there are going to be price discrepancies, which here they are now. Average price, which is what people are trying to sell this card for, $9.24. Market price, which is what people are trying to buy said card for, $4.41. European average, one euro, 57 cents. Is this also a specific version, though, too, Garrett? I will get to that, sir. Oh, I will get I'm to that. I'm excited. I'm sorry. Okay. All-time low. For this Exodus version of the card. Exodus. $1.46. All-time high, $12.45. Wow. Now, there, there are other versions of this card. You are correct. There's an Ultimate Masters, there's an 8th edition, there's a 7th edition, and a 10th edition, all at varying prices. Not as high as this Exodus version, though. Yeah, it's okay. probably because it's an older card, you know, version. It is, with, but... With good art by DeMont Power. Now, Dear Mont. for three red, you get an enchantment. That reads, Ooh. discard a land card, Seismic Assault, deals two damage to any target. Mm-hmm. It is legal in Legacy, Modern, mm-hmm. Vintage, Commander, mm-hmm. and most likely Oathbreaker. It's also legal in Penny, too, I see. Oh, yep. Matt's got it pulled up for us over there. Thanks. Yep. Perfect. What's Penny again? I don't remember. No, uh, don't penny remember Dreadful either. on Moto. Oh, okay. Now, all cards are a penny or less in that format, like changes every three months, I think. Yeah, is makes, when sense. They... makes sense. Now, good sir. Yeah. Can you name that format? Modern. 
Can you name the archetype? Uh, so it is modern. I know it's modern because I was hearing about this from Sapphire and Olive and my other stuff. He's going to be so pissed when I say commander. (laughs) He's going to be so pissed. So, um, but it is a part of your, it's your classic, uh, life from the loam decks that have been popping up because of the bannings. Um, going on fringe archetypes to fight the format is kind of been this thing that's been going on. So I'm locking in for modern and life of the loam type, uh, type deck. So like get some lands back, toss them, do some damage. We ain't talking about the old swans deck. Okay. Okay. I used to play that. It was fucking great, but this is life of the loam in modern. Matt, can you please add two? Half points. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Two half points. Good Lord. Good Lord, man. You're just teasing him over there. Actually, you know what? Give him 1.1. 1. 1, and I'm going to tell you why he's getting the extra point 0.1. For the history what? For the history recap there that he did? No, because he specifically named... Well, yes, history. Uh, he specifically named a card that is not causing it to go up. Which is the Swans? It's Swans. Yeah, Swans of Brunel. So uh, about 13 years ago, I think... Uh, there was a deck in modern called Assault Loam or Swans Assault. Back then, it used the combo of Swans of Brian Orlog. Bryn and, Argall. Yep, there we go. Fucking and love that card. Seismic Assault. When you try, when you get your Swans on the battlefield and keep flinging lands and using it, you makes you draw a bunch of cards. Uh-huh. Uh, it is. It is the Life of the Loam. It's Saltai deck. No, uh, Teamer. Saltai. Teamer is the deck. It's a Saltai. You can't have Saltai. Sir. It says Saltai. Are we talking about the new deck or the old Bryn deck? <laughs> talking about fucking Saltai. It says it right there. <laughs> what? The- Can we? Okay, first off, let's look. At I'm gonna this throw deck. this. I'm gonna throw this out there that if if Saltai is the new teamer, I'm impressed. Yeah, the, I can't the, be mad the, about it. The naming conventions are wrong here, sir. <laughs> I was seeing how much I was gonna get you into. <laughs> tilted. Oops, sorry, a little too loud. All right, but yes, uh, Anthony got it spot on. Uh, another notable card that um, maybe go through, make sure that you still have your copies you're looking for. Uh, Renin Six uh, is a vi- very, very much a viable card in this deck. Yeah. Um, and then other cards like Besaju, who endures. They also is... mentioned Slowgurk is like the big one. Yeah. Slowgurk. So, well, he's just another version of Life from the Wall. Okay. Um, but then you do that um, face. Dragon's Rage Channeler. Also, another viable card in this deck. So there Ooh. we go. Wow, they have an intro. All right. Next card up. Hopefully, you haven't scrolled down too far. I'm just on on the card. Okay. As soon as he text, I flat back up. Okay. All right. The next card, number two on the weekly winners, Titanic Ultimatum, went up fifty nine percent, sitting at eleven dollars and sixty noise cents. Noise. Now, this is specifically uh, the dual decks version from the Ajani versus Nicobolas decks that they're talking about here. Um, So, this went up. Now, average price as of today is $10.59. Market price, $8.46. And European average, €1.16. All-time low for this card, $0.29. So, that's awesome. All-time high, $13.02. 
Now, there, there is another version of this card. Uh, it comes from the Shards of Alara block. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the original where the, the original came literal. from. Now, for two red, three green, and two white, no generic mana on this one. They're saving you a pretty penny. Oh, my God. You get a sorcery spell. That says sure. until end of turn. Creatures you control get plus five, plus five. First strike, trample, and lifelink. As we all know here, this is colloquially known as the Danny special. This Dan is straight, definitely the Danny Dan special. Straight, this, is, this is Danny's card. This now, is Danny's card. This card, I'm going to look over here at this one so that way I can see it. It is legal and modern. Well, I don't have all the same ones. I don't, I don't. Modern legacy, vintage, commander, oathbreaker, and penny. It is legal and penny. I want it noted. It's legal and penny. Penny noted. Penny. Okay. Penny. Now, my good sir, can you name that deck? Oh, sorry, sorry, I got ahead of myself. Got name ahead of the myself. format. Name the format first. Okay. You put the cart before the horse. I do. I do. Uh, commander. Oh, you're going commander. Okay. Going commander. Uh, can you name the commander? Um, so, I feel, this is the problem I'm having right now, is I know I read something about this a couple weeks ago as something to watch. So I'm going to say it's Rin and Siri, the, the cats and dogs. Is that right? Rin? 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 Rin, Rin and Siri. Rin and Siri? Rin. Rin? R-A-N. I'm pretty sure that is it. Pam? Pan? Is there an M in it? Pam? Pam? No. Rin. No. It's Rin. Rin, Rin Siri. Um, uh, so Cats and Dogs came out a couple weeks ago for the whole secret layer thing, right? But this is like a big piece for any, like, Naya color token decks, of course. Really huge. So I'm, like I said, I'm saying Commander, and I'm going to say... Is Siri uh, spelled like Siri? <laughs> no. E. I think it's spelled with a... Yeah, I think it's spelled with an E. Yeah. S-E-R-I. Uh-oh. Zero? Zero? Siri. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yep. So I'm going to say this is the commander. And I'm only saying that because, like I said, it's there's big token strategies are huge. Um, like this goes in everything. The Danny special, even if you see him in his Rith deck, so yeah. I mean, like you know it's token special. But I, I'm saying right now that this is a card that moved up in price because of not only the commander deck being made into, you know, a secret layer thing, but like the popularity of just the cats and dog tribal thing is huge. So, that's so you, you, were, you were going Commander, and you were going because of the Secret Lair deck. Well, in Rin and Siri specifically, in yeah. Rin and Siri. Yeah. So, I'm, I don't know. I know it's Commander. I know it's Commander. I'm not 100% certain, though. But I'm going with that. I'm trying to figure out where to give you the points here. Just play the game, man. That's how it goes. Just play the game. I was nice to you the last time. Mm-hmm. Giving, you, giving you half a point. Half a point, okay. Half a point. Okay. Point seven five. <laughs> okay. Point seven five. Can I write this down? Yeah. Yeah. Locked in. Point seven five. Not change your Lock them in. Locked in. Locked in. Point seven five. Commander is right. The the, and I'm going to take it specifically from the article. It's fine. Can I scroll down and look at it even? Yes, you can. That's like uh, you. In the case of this card, as mentioned, as an upgrade in the deadly disguise commander precon deck. From Murders of Karloff Manor. People also seem to include the card in new decks around um, the Rage Bear. The new, yeah, Duskana. Yep. Okay. Duskana. I was, but I was thinking of that too, but I was wrong. The reason why I gave you gave you the point, the extra point, they did talk about the Ren and Siri, and they did talk about Rith. Oh, so. <laughs> just sick. 
So I would have like, given you the full point, just so you know, if I was in charge. That's fair. Yeah, but you're not, so I'm shut not. up. I mean, shove it. It's it's true. Discount discount is the new thing. Which... I listen here, sir. I gave you point one. Okay, I gave you a point one a while back. <laughs> oh my god! Because you were so close. So close. Anyway. Anyway. Let's move on to number three. Dolman Gate went up 64%, sitting at $23.42. Okay. This is the Lorwin (laughs) version, where the average price as of today is sitting at $30.41. Market price, $12.38. I want to emphasize. Foils! Dolman Gate, not Dolman Gate. Yeah, it's plural. It's It's not Dolman Gate, it's Dolmen Gate. No, only one man can get through that gate. Or a bunch of small men, or women. And I'll tell you about that man later after you're done with your guesses. Woo. <laughs> okay then, giggity. I'm, I'm waiting here. Okay. Is it for the rest of the story? Foils. Oh Jesus. One hundred seventy-seven dollars thirty-five cents. Uh, Lauren didn't have many foils, so no. That's why it's so high. Also, uh, Lauren was printed during a recession. That too. The, yeah. the housing wasn't, market recession. Wasn't a lot of buying people, there. people didn't buy a lot of <laughs> Lauren. It's also kind of during that weird four set thing that they did that people are always like, this is weird. What set? There was oh, four the sets. four sets. The four sets. The four I, micro sets. I thought you said four set. And I'm like, what's a four Force? set? Four set. Four. four F-O, I, was th- I thought anyway, you said F O S. Anyway, anyway. We got a lot of fish. Okay. All time low, $1.34. All time high, $30.41. Uh, there is a mystery boosters version of this card. What? Okay. Nice. Now, for two generic, you get an artifact that reads, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to attacking creatures you control. It is legal in modern, legacy, vintage, commander, oathbreaker, and penny. Seems like all these, penny. all these have been legal in the same shit. Now, my good sir, can you name that format? Commander. Okay. Uh, name the commander. Thinking. <laughs> God damn it. All these fucking cards. I've been, I read something like earlier before this even showed up as a thing of like things to watch. Oh my God. I'll let you know. <coughs> I love this card in my infect deck. I love this card in general. I think it's a great fucking card. And I don't own any of them, which is surprising. But then again, I don't build a lot of creature decks though, so that makes sense. Your ship has sailed. It hasn't. I can always buy some. Anyway, we're getting it. Uh, it's worth the price, no matter what. It does value. Uh, <coughs> damn. We good. Well, it's going to be in a creature-based deck because you want your creatures to live. I don't know what you're talking about. This is spell slinger classic. Hundred percent. Well, fuck. It must be on a different pay room then. <laughs> How dumb am I to say any different? No, it is not. It's a creature-based deck. Oh. Oh my god, what fucking deck was this into that they talked about? Because this was, I watched this on a short, like, last week. Midweek, before the article came out even. Watch this card and make sure it goes up. Oh, Christ. Fuck you. Alright, so I'm saying Commander, which we already know. The Commander is going to be based on stuff with... Probably tokens or something. Lots of creatures. We need an answer here in about five seconds, sir. 
I mean, I could go with three. Like about anything. T. I'm gonna uh, let's just go with. Uh, I feel like it's just so many different commanders, man. This is such a thing. One. It's a long second. I know it's a long second. <laughs> I'm operating um, in Anthony time. It's true. I don't know what time means. It's irrelevant to me. Uh, okay, so, um, sorry, one I'm trying to think of the commander's commanders. Okay, I'm trying to think of the Karloff Manor. Karloff. I'm going to go. Bold of you to assume it's a new card. Wow. Trickery we playing here, huh? Okay, it won't be cats and dogs stuff, and it won't be. It's either I don't I can't like I have this feeling in the back of my head it's like the 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 elf stuff that you play like it's supposed to be what's his name what's what's the name of the elf I can't think of it Lathriel 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lathriel for elves I know it's commander so that's all that matters <laughs> but I'm gonna go with the elves because it's a popular card to put in the elves deck so you can keep playing your well. God damn it! I hate this right now because I'm tied between well, two he's things. He's worse uh, than you. How many seconds are we at right we're now? At, just locked in. Lathrol. Lathrol. Well, you got a half point, yeah, Commander. I know. I know. The three commanders that they bring up. I really hope I didn't actually convince you that it was a new card because no. Didn't. Okay. I I didn't. Uh, I I had a thought in the back of my head for him there. Anzig. Yeah. The Quake Mole. Grenzo. Havoc Razor. And Wolf Gar, the Ice Wind Dale. Yep. Okay. Um, three cards that they three cards too. Yep. I this was I remember this in the short now from Sathron. Fuck me. So, um, there we go. Um, but the the one man, the one man that can make it through this gate is Brian Kibler. That's right. Because I actually I watched an episode of Commander at Home. Their new one? Their new one. One of their new yeah. ones. I haven't watched it. And he, he plays it in there, and then Olivia's like, I'm the fucking one that told you about this goddamn card. I was like, oh, cool. And then I read the article when it came out because I knew it wasn't my week, and I was like, son of a bitch, I wonder if the commander effect is coming from commander at home now. So so uh, a little side tangent here with uh, keeping up with the Kibblers. <laughs> uh, apparently... They're going to be doing a LARPing event this summer, and uh, Brian Kibler was posting about uh, getting his armor and stuff ready. And I'm like, you know, the, the fun you, part Brian. he talks about that is he's the he's the one that can doesn't make any of it. It's all Olivia that makes the oh believable. Yeah. She's she's the cosplay, yeah. She's the cosplay goddess of making great things. Because and Kibler just has the chiseled body for cosplay, right? Yeah, um, he just shows up and looks good. Bless so, Kibler. I so on one of, the, one of the most recent episodes, it was uh, Josh Lequai and the Professor yeah. on there playing with them. I did not watch that one. They were playing uh, their favorite decks, wasn't it? Yep. So it was Breon's uh, Stout Arm and also yeah. Josh's uh, uh, the Merfolk partner with Vile Smasher. Yep. And I Olivia made Thracius. him really cool, really cool etched metal cards for his commanders. She made those? One. She said she did. I thought he was saying someone else made them. No, she did. Okay. I, yeah. I just missed that part then really fast. So Because I didn't know who made them originally. I was like, oh, those are cool. Yeah, I was watching I was watching that on one of my preps while I was doing work. You get YouTube, but you don't get all this other stuff. Don't he has even a phone. Fucking, no. He has a phone. 
If he had a phone, he wouldn't be having these issues. I wouldn't have issues of not being able to do show notes on Mondays during True. my preps. You get YouTube. You get Reddit. Yeah, don't fucking get me started on that, okay? I'm going to get you started because it doesn't make sense. You have all Anyways, the stuff at your fingertips So, that's, that's the end of, of that part. That's so what's the, end what's of that. the total right now? I believe Anthony's the next closest to getting a full Monty. Uh-huh. He was, he was. He got Pretty close. 2.35 for tonight's game. 2.35 points. Meaning, the scores are now Anthony is in the lead with oh. 3.85 points. Damn. Damn, I got to actually try this. <laughs> Matt, yeah, pay attention. <laughs> Matt at 2.6 and Garrett at 2.5. Where's Danny at? Zero. Oh. He's not on the board yet. I don't think he'll ever be on the board. Keeps skipping his week. <laughs> he always skips his week, man. Hey, man, pool league is important. Maybe that's why he keeps uh, avoiding us. Maybe he doesn't want to show Dan or he doesn't want to show Matt up. That's true. All right, let's talk about some cheap pickups here. Let's do a nice and quick like. All right, so we got contest of the claws, the green commander card that comes out of your collector boosters and everything. Uh, this is notif- notified in the good old MTG stocks premium penny stocks feature. About this card going down is going down $2.60. This is one in a green source that says target creature you control deals combat damage to or deals damage equal to its power to another target creature. If excess damage was dealt this way, discover X where X is the excess damage. Then we move on to again, uh, not a commander card, but a commander card from the precons out of Ixalan. Uh, a new rendition of Bloodgast, which is slowly moving down to from $3.73. Classic Bloodgast, we all know, two black, vampire spirit, can't block. Uh, it has haste as long as an opponent has 10 or less life, and it has a landfall trigger that when a lander is the battlefield, you can take it out of your graveyard and put it back on the battlefield. And then for another... <laughs> wow, these Ixalan Commander cards are really going down, buddy. Uh, we have Archaeomancer's Map Borderless, so the special... Uh, ones that you could pull out of the yes, I don't know, keep going. I'm, I'll oh, say something at the end of it. Uh, quick. The special artifacts that you get out of the collector stuff. Uh, this is stabilizing around seven dollars. Archaeomancer's map is a commander card out of a precon from prior. It is a two and a white artifact that says whenever Archaeomancer's map enters the battlefield, search your library for up to uh, two basic playing cards. Reveal them and put them into your hand, then shuffle. And then whenever a land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, if that player controls more lands than you, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. White ramp. Beautiful. And those are your cards moving down for cheap pickups. I'm going to take a stab in the dark. The reason why these uh, Lost Cabins of Ixalan cards moving down. Product was printed a lot because there are... A lot of good chase cards, and people wanted to get those mana crypts. And so Proct was getting open galore. You're probably going to see a lot of the Lost Caverns of Ixalan cards significantly dropping in price. Yep. Uh, not a guarantee, not financial advice. Uh, you can oh. use the amazing site, TCG Sniper, though, to see if I am accurate That's at true. this assumption, yeah. seeing if uh, Lost, Cas- Lost Cavern of Ixalan cards are moving down in price. Uh, TCG Sniper is a great price tracking website that you can enter in cards, get notified when they're moving down in price. They'll send you an email, Discord notification, or a text message. Uh, you can have 50 options uh, for their free service, which is really great already. 
but if you go there, sign up, make an account, and say that the guys at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get three months free of their Plus membership, which will get you unlimited cards to enter in. Woof, woof, yeah. Yeah, so really stick tuned with uh, TCG Sniper because they also got some great things in the uh, the chamber at the moment. So It's true. But yeah, that's my guess of the reason why we see a good amount. Like, we could probably pull up something a little... I also forgot to point. mention about the Archaeomancer's map. Those were the box topper ones. Yeah. So you could have a foil, might not have a foil. You know, so this is the non foil one. Still beautiful, should get it. Yeah. They had a lot of good chase cards. But I think we're at the end of an episode here. Anybody have anything they want to add before we hit the outro? I got nothing, boo. Uh, get good, scrub. You, Matt, you're the scrub. Audible shrugging. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can see it. (laughs) Thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making making it to the end of episode 218 of This Week in MTG. As we wrap up another episode, we want to extend our deepest gratitude to our incredible listeners and patrons. Your enthusiasm fuels our passion for all things Magic the Gathering, and we're honored to be a part of this vibrant community. Stay tuned for more exciting updates, discussions, and insights in the world of magic. Till then, may your mana be plentiful and your draws ever favorable. Keep gathering those magical moments. There will be news next week. This is a threat. Congratulations! You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much!